Thanks for tuning in to Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson, and this show is designed to give you a venue to uh, ask your technological questions and get answers right here live on the air. All you have to do is give me a call at 705-739-1056, or you can visit us online at www.tv.robbyf.com, or you can drop me an email, and you can also uh, MSN me at tv at robbyf.com. For today's show, I'm going to be introducing a new operating system, well, not a new operating system, but a new version of perhaps the uh, number one uh, Linux operating system uh, for the desktop, which is Ubuntu. And today we're going to be looking at the new Gutsy Given, which comes out in, I guess, oh, nine days, on October 18th of 2007. neat thing about Gutsy Given is that they're going to be uh, introducing, now when this is released, now I've got an advanced beta copy here, but they're going to be... Um, integrating the visual desktop effects that we've been talking about over the past couple of episodes directly into the operating system as a default. I've loaded it up on a system here and we can kind of see now it's just in the screensaver now but we fade right into the desktop and it's just absolutely beautiful what the people at Ubuntu have done with their operating system and just tweaking and making it uh, everything kind of integrated and, and ready to go right out of the box. So what you're looking at here is the GNOME desktop of Ubuntu. Basically, I've just uh, put a wallpaper on it and added my uh, my cube and things like that. But the Confiz Fusion uh, program, which is the 3D uh, kind of special effects end of uh, of the Ubuntu uh, Getty Given desktop, um, is included by default. So if your graphic hardware and your and your video hardware everything uh, meets the uh, minimum system requirements for that, it's going to automatically activate that for you. So it saves a lot of the you know the, the guesswork as to uh, installing things and, and getting the proper uh, plugins and things up and running with the operating system uh, because it's all detected at boot time so it also helps with uh, the fact that if you you know you ever change a graphics card in your computer it's going to be automatically detected now and uh, your drivers are going to be very easy to install now and this is something that uh, Ubuntu has been doing I believe it's just since feisty. It might have been edgy as well, um, but they've added in here restricted driver manager. So when I uh, first installed the operating system, the first thing that I'm prompted with is the fact that uh, it's detected my NVIDIA video, video card. And uh, so all I've had to do is just check off this checkbox and say OK. And that installed the drivers for me uh, directly off the internet, just like we've done in the past but completely automated, no having to think about it really at all. And then I just uh, set up my cube and uh, some of the neat... F now we're going to get into uh, more of the features of uh, the Compass Fusion system as opposed to the Barrel uh, project. And what Compass Fusion is, is kind of the... well, it's the migration of... or the re-migration of Compass and the Barrel project. Way, way back when, I don't know, a couple years ago, uh, there was just Compiz, and then it was forked out, so they became two projects. There was Barrel, and there was Compiz. Now they've come back together. So Ubuntu uh, Gutsy Given is the first uh, desktop operating system that I know of that's actually integrating it by default. Um, so this is, you know, this is a big deal. So this is something that you're going to be able to have right out of the box. I'd love to take your questions. If you'd like to log on to MSN, you can MSN me at uh, tv at robbyf.com. You can also email me at that same address. I'll be taking any questions having to do with technology. And if you have any particular questions specifically to do with Ubuntu and uh, what we're doing here today, I'd love to answer those for you as well. <coughs> I'm 
just looking at uh, some questions coming in here. So let's jump right back to Ubuntu here. So this is just a clean installation of the uh, desktop environment. There's so many new things that are just absolutely astounding. You're going to love this. I'm just going to load up a couple of new windows here just to uh, get a few things going. You can see, obviously, we've got uh, all the visual effects that you would expect from a modern operating system. Now, it should be pointed out as well, I mean, we're doing all this and you're seeing this the beauty of the Ubuntu desktop, and it should be noted that this is an absolutely free operating system, so you can actually go to their website and download the entire operating system and just burn it to a CD and install it on your computer. You can even test it directly from the, uh, from the CD without installing it, and uh, you'd be able to use that like that. So this is absolutely free, everything that you're looking at here. We're going to be looking at some games a little later on as well, and I think you'll be amazed at, uh, at the quality of some of the games that uh, are available for the Linux desktop. So I'm just loading up a whole bunch of windows here just to kind of demonstrate that um, some of the special effects that are included with this system. Now, we've kind of come to love the, you know, the new style of task switching like this, the Alt tab, where you see a preview of the uh, window that you're working with. It's very, very cool, very nice to have that thumbnail preview, but uh, Compass Fusion has taken it one step further and given us this 3D virtual kind of uh, look to it with the reflections. You can see the reflections down at the bottom. It just really takes it to the next level. People who are familiar with, uh, with Windows Vista uh, would, would have seen uh, very similar effects to that. And we can actually, just by changing a few little settings here, Let's just pull up a couple of things here. You can just see the, the vastness of Compass Fusion. These are all different plugins, uh, modules that you can modify completely, whether it be the wobbly windows, if you want to change the way that the cube is reflected when you're spinning it around like this. If you want to change your, your backdrop there, which is called a sky dome, you can do that as well. The sky dome that I've got here, I've just uh, I've uh, actually put up on my own personal website, and I'll uh, give you a link to that. And the desktop wallpaper is from my favorite place to get wallpaper. That's interfacelift.com. Let's just see if I can find what I'm looking for here. There's just so much stuff. <laughs> just amazing. Uh, here we go. Well, I'm sure we're getting close here. I had it earlier, <laughs> and I can't find it today. Isn't that funny? This is, of course, uh, now I just got this, uh, this beta version today, so I'm excited to be able to see this running on a desktop as well, uh, because I've been running Feisty for quite some time, actually since the beta of Feisty came out. So, so this is nice to see that they're uh, really improving the way things work and the way the ins uh, everything is kind of auto-detected. And wouldn't you know that I couldn't find the, the feature that I want to show you, but it's not that very big of a deal. But just to show that it is very, very customizable. There's so much stuff that uh, that can be done 
to make this look the way that you want it to look. And of course the task switching has just come a, a long way. So the Ubuntu desktop is a uh, Debian-based desktop, which is Linux, and um, it's been around for some time now, but um, it is holding about 25% as far as uh, the most recent stats I could find, about 25% of the uh, desktop Linux market. So of all the people who are using uh, Linux, about 25% of them are using Ubuntu. It is a great operating system. It's very stable, and uh, and they always have a, a, a great turnaround of operating systems. Like I've been running Feisty since well, I guess that is uh, 7.04, I believe. So that would be um, uh, 2007, uh, January, February, March, April. So that was the last time they brought it out. So from April to October, they've been working like crazy to uh, to bring out a new operating system, and they've gone and done it. So this is ready to go on the 18th. So if you're interested in that. Drop over to our forums at tv.robbyf.com and uh, I'll actually post up a nice little link for you there so that you can take a look at the operating system for yourself. And again, I remind you that you can actually run it from the disk itself. You don't have to install, but uh, I definitely recommend that you do. If you have any questions for us, I'd love to take some questions right now. And uh, all you have to do is just drop onto our website at tv.robbyf.com. Alternatively, you can get me on MSN, tv at robbyf.com and you can email that same address as well. So I do have a couple of questions here coming in so I'll just uh, take a look here. And I should mention that Category 5 is a free service so if you'd like to call in, long distance charges are all that apply, 705-739-1056. If you have Skype you can call into that number and uh, save some pennies. at uh, episode two, uh, we covered um, one of the questions that we had come in from Holly, was asking about uh, getting her Acer Orbicam working on uh, on her laptop, and uh, she had just uh, dropped me a line saying that um, she uh, didn't uninstall her current drivers, but she did try to install the drivers that we recommended. Um, but it's not working. So um, again, I must reiterate, uh, Holly, that uh, that you do have to first remove the drivers that you have in there. You mentioned that uh, in your uh, remove programs list in um, <coughs> in Vista, you're seeing the two copies of the drivers, perhaps three now that you've installed the extra ones. You definitely want to uh, get those out first. Don't be afraid to um, like as long as you're removing the right thing. Don't don't remove stuff that looks critical. But we're just working with your your Orbicam right now, and of course it's not working right now anyway. So it's safe to remove what uh, what you see there that carries the Acer Orbicam drivers. Uh, you know you, you you know what you're what you're seeing there. So the ones that you see in that list, you want to get those out of there first, and then 
reboot your computer because Windows likes you to reboot it um, just because that, that makes sure that it, it's doing a tidy uninstall. Um, so if there's anything that it couldn't uninstall, something that was that was locked up uh, when it tried to remove it, uh, that can be removed during the boot up process. So you want to get those out, reboot your computer, and then go grab that uh, that driver that I recommended for you last week. I won't repost the link because it's in the episode two uh, forum, uh, but uh, let us know how that goes. Make sure you remove them, then install the new ones. Okay. <coughs> We're taking phone calls at 705-739-1056. If you have any questions with regards to technology, all you have to do is give me a call. Also, you can drop me an email or an MSN at the same address, tv at robbief.com. I'm going to jump right back to our Ubuntu desktop that we're working on here. And now one of the things that, um, that they're really priding themselves on is the fact that they've uh, added better support for plug-and-play printers. Now this is something that typically in Linux, um, well you know what, it hasn't been bad and certainly Ubuntu has done a really great job in the past, uh, I've never had a problem with Feisty or anything like that, even my printers that um, would be considered a little more difficult to set up, I haven't really had much trouble with, but then again I'm not really an end user, so uh, with with the new uh, Gutsy Given desktop they have designed it in such a way that, um, that it's supposed to um, automatically detect your printer and install the drivers for you. Uh, without need for disk or anything like that. So, so what I wanted to do today, just because this is my first time trying Gutsy as well, uh, is just uh, plug in a printer and see what happens. So, let's give that a go. I'm just going to. Um, what I've done is I've got a uh, HP Business Inkjet 1100 series printer that I've just dropped up here. I haven't plugged it into the computer yet, so I'm just going to drop that right into the uh, USB port. So if we just watch our desktop, let's see what happens. And we're both going to learn this at the same time because I haven't done this yet. So this is, is as real as TV gets. Alright, I'm plugging in the USB port now. And so far there haven't been any pop-ups or anything. Oh, there's something going on up at the top. I see a little magnifying glass has just popped up. And it says, no documents queued. So I guess that's a print queue already. That is what it is. It's a print queue. Could it be that it's already um, installed it without even having to prompt for anything? Let's just... Uh <coughs> oh, look at that. HP Business Inkjet 1100 is ready for printing. I pushed the only button that there was, which is configure, and look at that. Everything looks like it's installed and ready to go. Unbelievable. Once again, the people at Ubuntu have done it. They've pulled it off, and they've uh, kept up with their promises. And you know what? This is just the uh, the beta version of the operating system, so I cannot wait to see what the, you know, because you, you figure that the beta version is not as stable as, uh, as what you come to expect from the operating system. So, And that worked really well. <laughs> Now, I don't know if this printer itself actually works, because I've never used it, and it's been sitting for some time, So, but I'm just going to send a job to it just to see if it's going to take a print. It may not even have any ink in it, I'm not sure. 
But it does look like uh, Ubuntu, you see, it's got the print job, it's ready to go. So we'll see if that comes out. Obviously a superb feature on, uh, on Ubuntu's part. So if you've ever had trouble setting up a printer in Linux, well, it looks like uh, look no further than Gutsy Gibbon because they've, uh, <laughs> they've made that uh, more simple than even I expected. I kind of thought that I'd have to follow a couple of prompts. That was pretty awesome. So I've also uh, got a scanner here that I'd like to try. It's just, and I'm just using, you know, generic stuff that I've just got sitting around. Uh, HP printer, I've got a Canon scanner, so nothing that's meant to be, you know, quote-unquote Linux compatible. It's just standard stuff that you pick up at the local uh, computer store. So, and I, I honestly don't think that this printer works, but to see it, the, the, the plug-and-play works that well um, is phenomenal. This is just an old printer that, uh, that came in and should probably go in the garbage, but it hasn't. But that worked. Wonderful. So now why don't we, uh, let's give that, uh, that scanner a test. Now, if you're watching right now, all you have to do um, to get your question into me is just uh, either email or MSN me at uh, tv at robbyf.com. And you can also uh, give us a phone call if you like. It's 705-739-1056. This is a free service, and all you have to do is just uh, email, MSN, or call in. Uh, and uh, I'll be happy to answer your technological questions. It doesn't necessarily have to have to do with uh, what we're demonstrating with Ubuntu today. Um, that's just something that I wanted to show you. But uh, if you have any questions, if you're having trouble with, uh, with Windows, uh, any version of Windows, any version of Linux, I'll be happy to assist with that. Even general technologies such as digital cameras or printers or scanners or pretty much anything. Uh, as, you know, if, if you stump me, then, uh, then good for you. But uh, if I know the answers for you, I'd be very, very happy to help you out. And there's no charge for that for you, so it's a little bit of a bonus for you. <coughs> I love those effects. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> okay, now I'm going to drop that uh, that scanner in. So I've just gone and put a scanner up here. It's just a flatbed Canon system here. So let's plug that in and see if anything happens. So I'm going to unplug the printer, which didn't print because it's a bogus printer, but not Ubuntu's fault. Okay, scanner is now plugged in. So I'm just going to drop right back over to the Ubuntu desktop here and let's just go straight into our GIMP uh, graphic editor. And let's see if that, uh, if that scanner works. This is the first time I've plugged in the scanner, of course. This is the first time that I've even loaded GIMP on this system because uh, it is a fresh install. So we just go File, Acquire, Xsane, and then the Device Dialog. And let's see what happens here. Um, Alright, well, let's, it looks like it's taking, so let's um, just throw something in there. See what I have here that we can scan. Maybe just the manual from from my motherboard. How's that work? Okay, so I'm going to just drop this in the scanner. Not like I need to tell you how to use a scanner, but uh, it's kind of impressive if this works right out of the box. Just plug and play again. Now I'm just going to push acquire preview here. Again, looking at this thinking, well, we didn't have to install any drivers. We didn't have to put in a disk even. We didn't have to do anything. Look at that. It's scanning right in. Unbelievable. 
Now I've currently got that set to grayscale. I guess that was just the default, but we can change that over to full color. Okay. Let's try another preview, see how that comes out. So, you know, the common misconception with the Linux operating systems is that, uh, well, I, there tends to be a misconception that, you know, there's Windows and there's Mac. And, and the reason that I want to point out to you that the Linux operating system is um, worth looking into is because of the fact that it is, and, and it's free. And, uh, you know, the misconception is that, in particular, well, there's a few things that are misconceptions about Linux. One is, of course, the, that people say that um, it's, uh, it's not compatible with hardware. I mean, we've just plugged in a printer and it detected it and installed it perfectly. Uh, we just plugged in a scanner and with no disks and no downloads, no configuration whatsoever, we've gone and uh, brought that straight into the, uh, the scanner interface. So what we're seeing here is that, okay, the, mis the, the, the uh, myth, if you will, that, uh, that Linux has trouble with hardware, it's, it's really, you know, that, that might have been the case a long time ago, but um, Linux has really closed the gap on, uh, you know, the desktop operating system market, and things are really looking up for the Linux operating system. Look at that. <laughs> That's awesome. So there we are. There's my scan. So that was absolutely simple. One of the other misconceptions about Linux is, <laughs> for some reason, okay, you're looking at the desktop there. For some reason, people believe that it's uh, ugly or not as intuitive or not as uh, pretty looking as some of the other operating systems out there. And I got to say, that is definitely a misconception. I mean, here we are looking at this operating system right now, and unbelievably beautiful. This thing is just fabulous. And this is Ubuntu Gutsy Given that we're looking at today. Now let's just, let's get a couple of things loaded up here. Look at this. Now is that not absolutely astounding? And we can move these things around. We can drop that onto any window. So now, when you get the Ubuntu or Linux desktop operating system, it comes with a, a great suite of software packages. You've got, uh, uh, well now you saw there, I have Mozilla Firefox up and loaded. That's included with the operating system, newest version. Uh, you get the OpenOffice suite. And uh, what that is, is basically your Word-compatible Word processor, Excel-compatible spreadsheets, PowerPoint-compatible uh, presentations program. Uh, you saw me, uh, w when I was scanning there, I brought up the GIMP, and uh, that's version 2.4 with, uh, with the new version of Ubuntu. And um, that's basically like a Photoshop. Uh, and, and don't come against me for saying that, but it is, you know, it's a, it's a Linux kind of uh, equivalent to Photoshop. Of course, Photoshop is, uh, you know, it deals with the... Uh, 16 and 32-bit uh, images, but that's that's beside the point. It, essentially, uh, from from the standpoint of a of a new user, GIMP is everything that you're going to need for graphic manipulation. If you're a web designer, it's perfect for doing web design. It's great for manipulating your your own personal photos and things like that. It's not until you get into the real commercial end, high-end graphics that uh, that you're going to need 
something a little higher end than that. So uh, it has all the tools, all the filters, and it's a wonderful application that's included, again, free of charge with the operating system. So it's absolutely wonderful. The version of OpenOffice that is included with Ubuntu Gutsy is 2.3. And of course, every time that they bring out a new version of uh, the, the application, it's going to automatically update itself through uh, your updates up here. And I'll show you that in just a second, but we'll just bring this guy up. And even if you are a uh, Microsoft Office user, you, you'll be very familiar with the interface of OpenOffice. It's, it's designed pretty much to be very similar in that, you know, even the hotkeys and, and a lot of the, uh, you know, the way that it looks, the way that it feels and acts, it's, it's very easy to get used to. And not only that, but it's compatible with a lot of, if not all of the uh, document types that uh, Microsoft Office uses and then some. See, now, I can see from this, now I just brought up an open dialog here. And the file types that this uh, program supports, and we've got your Microsoft Word from 97 all the way up to XP, even version 95, uh, rich text. But then you get into stuff like Lotus and WinWord and Word 2003, Word 2007, uh, Microsoft Works, I mean, going way back, WordPerfect. Um, so you, there's all these different programs that you can, you know, that this application is compatible with. Look at this enormous list of file types that you're able to open. So the great thing about this as well is that using the OpenOffice uh, application, there's pretty much not a lot of stuff that anyone could ever email you that, um, it, like it very, it, it very much makes your computer universal because if somebody emails you an attachment, you need to be able to open that attachment and OpenOffice definitely gives you that ability. And plus it's able to export to uh, PDF and again that's something that you normally may have to pay for with uh, Adobe Acrobat but um, with uh, OpenOffice you can actually save it directly to PDF but then Ubuntu Gutsy is also including a printer driver so that from any application including your web browser anything at all you can print directly to PDF. So jumping right back here We're going to deal with uh, a couple more misconceptions about the Linux operating system, but I'd love to take some questions if anyone has any questions. And it's fine if you want to just watch as well, but the purpose of this show is not just you know, for me to visually entertain you or woo you with new technologies and, and show you the uh, new operating systems and things like that, but I'm actually here to answer your questions, and that's really what I want to do with this show, um, is be able to provide you a free opportunity to get answers to your questions. So. If you have any technological questions, all you have to do is just go onto our website at tv.robbyf.com. You can also MSN or email me at the same address. It's tv.robbyf.com. Hold that talk and you get thirsty. <laughs> okay, now I told you I'd show you this, so I will. Um, how Ubuntu updates itself. So you're going to get a little prompt every now and then that's going to ask you, uh, or you know, let you know that there's updates. Now, Windows does something similar in that you get your Windows updates, but Windows updates generally only have to do with um, the operating system itself. The difference with Ubuntu and with any Linux operating system that, that supports the uh, updating features, uh, and I think that's, I, I haven't seen one that doesn't, um, this is not just updating your operating system and all your core components. Like I see things in here that have to do with my kernel. I see things that are drivers. And not only that, but it also updates every single application that's on your computer. 
So if they bring out a new version of OpenOffice, if there's a new word processor version, if there's a new version of the particular email client that you choose to use, it doesn't matter if it's from, you know, if it came with the uh, operating system or if you installed it after the fact. As long as you use the Synaptic or the Add Remove programs um, to do it, to, to do the installation, uh, it will automatically tell you when there's an update and you can just follow through with updating that software directly through the internet. Again, no disks, no complicated having to download and compile the, the stuff yourself. Basically, this is a huge long list, 393 updates available to me right now. That's, of course, because I just installed this and because this is a better version of the software, Ubuntu is working like crazy right now to make this software stable uh, for the release in nine days. So, of course, there's going to be tons pardon me, tons and tons of updates over the next couple of weeks. So if I wanted to install these updates, all I would have to do is just click this great big install updates button and that's it. It will just go through and it will do everything for me. There's nothing to it. So that keeps your computer and all of your applications up to date all the time. Absolutely beautiful. Some of the great things that you can do um, well we were looking at uh, some of the desktop effects and things like that. I won't get too much into that because you're going to play with this, but uh, once you've installed Ubuntu or testing Ubuntu, you'll want to go through uh, Compass Config Setting Manager, which if you've got it installed is going to go under uh, your preferences under Advanced Desktop Effects Settings, or the console command, uh, or uh, just from Bosch is uh, CCSM and you can use apt-get to install that if you don't have it. If you have any questions about how to do that, just let me know. Uh, but uh, this basically allows you to configure the entire um, special effects end of Compass Fusion. If you have any questions for me, now we've got another half hour to the show. I'd love to take your questions. All you have to do is MSN me, tv at robbyf.com. You can also email that same address. We've set up a special phone line for you to be able to call in directly to the show, and you'll be live on the air. And you can call me up at 705-739-1056. Another great feature of uh, Gutsy Given that they've been working on is the desktop search feature. And uh, I'm not actually demonstrating that today because uh, they haven't quite got it set up the way that they're going to have it set up uh, when, when the operating system is released. Um, it's called Tracker and it can actually be found directly on uh, your applications menu. Under Accessories you see Tracker Search Tool. And essentially what this is going to do is allow you to search through your entire drive basically in an instant. Um, I've heard it compared to Google Search, uh, Google Desktop where you can just, um, let's say you download some files and you're not really sure where you put them or anything like that, all you have to do is just remember a phrase that's in the file or anything at all, type it in there and, and almost instantaneously it's going to pop up. You create a new file, it's automatically going to get indexed into the system. So it's going to make it a lot easier for you to find those files that are hiding among uh, all your other files on your computer. I know for me, uh, now I've got um, uh, 0.75 terabytes in my computer, so it's, I think that's right, 750 gigabytes of hard drive space. When you have that amount of space, um, I find, I tend to kind of lose track of where I put stuff. Sometimes, you know, I'll create something beautiful, I'll make a video, or I'll make a, a, a song or something, and I'll, I'll save it somewhere in Genius, 
where I thought it was smart to save it at the time, and then I'll have no idea where I put it. So this feature is going to make it a lot easier for me uh, personally to be able to find the files that are sitting among 750 gigabytes of hard drive space because that can get pretty vast. It becomes a wasteland of, uh, of files. So, and I think this kind of thing, this kind of innovation is very important because as hard drives are getting bigger and as, you know, uh, uh, like 750 gigs, that's huge. When I was first starting into computers, it was, oh, two megabytes for the hard drives. And then we were excited. Uh, my biggest thing was when we got our one gig hard drive and that cost so much money to get that. Um, but now, with 750 gigs and then growing, I mean, I could put more in there at this point. There's technology to do that. It's just insane how much uh, how much you can lose stuff. <laughs> just imagine the amount of space and the amount of files that you fit on there. Okay. <clears throat> just looking at MSN. If you'd like to MSN any technological questions, drop me a line at tv at robbyf.com. If you'd like to call in for support, Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson, and I'd be happy to answer your technological questions. So all you have to do is go to our website at tv.robbyf.com. Any questions that you may have for me with regards to technology, regardless of whether they're relevant so far to this episode or not, um, I'm happy to help you out. Um, as well, you can contact me by email, tv at robbyf.com. And, of course, you can also add that as a buddy to your MSN list, tv at robbyf.com, and I'll be happy to answer your questions via MSN as well. So far today, we've just basically been looking at the new Ubuntu Gutsy Given, which is the 7.10 desktop operating system. It's a Linux operating system based on Debian, and... Uh, They've really come a long way with the uh, new Gutsy release, which comes out on October 18, 2007. Not to be redundant, but uh, for those of you just joining us, if you have any questions, please do let me know. Let's jump right back to our Gutsy desktop here. You'll notice the screensaver too. This is a GL screensaver. It's just a beautiful uh, kind of a rendering of uh, fireworks display. That's kind of obvious, I know, but uh, the reason I say it, you know, even state the obvious, is the fact that this is again included with the operating system. There's several uh, screensavers that are included, and to me, that's just a bonus. I love to have a nice screensaver, and that certainly is something that looks good on on my screen. And uh, I love the smoke effects and the 3D kind of fly through and things like that. Now I've actually been using the screensaver 
for quite some time as well, but it's nice that it is included with the operating system. So let's just see what else we've got still open here. We can close all this kind of stuff down. And I would just like to show you another misconception with Linux, and that namely being games. Can you play video games on your Linux desktop operating system? Now, w back in the day when I was into the LAN tournaments and things like that, um, and I still enjoy that occasionally, um, you know, if, but, you know, having two kids and, and a wife and, and uh, full-time work, it's, uh, it becomes progressively harder and harder to get together with the buddies and, and just hang out and, you know, build 12 computers and put them all together and, and play a game. But uh, I was totally into, and we were all into Unreal Tournament, and I'm talking Game of the Year edition from 99, like the original Unreal Tournament. Uh, it was just phenomenal the way that, um, you know, the gameplay and just the cooperative play, the capture the flag, the levels were awesome, and there was just so much stuff to that game. So when I look at Linux and I think, you know, okay, if I'm going to have my buddies over, I want to have some games that are going to be comparable to uh, how we used to play it. So. Um, so one of the uh, so I've basically put on um, the top two games that uh, are currently in you know when I do have friends over these are the top two that we're currently playing and uh, these again are absolutely free uh, to download and install on your computer but they do require um, no these versions are Linux I'm sure that they're available yeah both of these games are available for uh, Windows as well so so that's cool too because if your buddies are using Windows and you're on Linux um, it doesn't matter because you're going to be able to you're going to be able to play together even if you're on different operating systems so uh, I'm going to post links to both of these games right on the forum at uh, tv.robbyf.com uh, this is Nexius and uh, it's a free program from nexius.com and it's not uh, spelt how it sounds so again I'll put that link up for you this one really brought us back to our Unreal Tournament roots, and it really made us feel at home uh, when we were playing the head-to-head deathmatch and, and uh, just running around and, and just, you know, just having a good time and fragging each other like crazy. So maps in this are really great, and we just, you know, it was a fun time. So you can see it is very reminiscent to the old Unreal Tournament. I've just got a couple of really dumb bots in here right now. <laughs> so the graphics are, you know, half decent. Um, Again, it really does bring me back to Unreal Tournament, though, and I like that. Like that's what I'm going for. <laughs> that was a great scene. <laughs> That will definitely make our screenshot gallery. <laughs> so that is Nexius, and uh, we're going to be looking at another game in just a few moments as well. 
But I just wanted to show you that, you know, here we are in a Linux operating system. It's absolutely free. We've got free games that are just, you know, that one just is nostalgic for me. It just takes me right back to, uh, to Unreal Tournament. But it is, you know, gameplay is excellent, and they have got the, uh, you know, the modern um, alphas and, and really cool explosions and things like that. So it's not, it's not like Unreal Tournament in the technology necessarily as it is. It just is reminiscent of that old, uh, old style game. If you have any questions, give me a call at 705-739-1056. And you can also MSN me or email me at tv at robbyf.com. I'd be happy to answer any technological questions that you have right here on Category 5. Gutsy Given, 
some of the features that are integrated into the operating system are, are absolutely cutting edge, such as including uh, the Compiz Fusion uh, 3D system in the operating system in such a way that it actually detects if your hard hardware is um, is uh, compatible with the 3D, and if it is, it will automatically activate it for you. Pardon me. When uh, when the system when Ubuntu Gutsy Given detects your hardware and activates the 3D, um, it will actually do so in 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 a very classy way. In that it just kind of gives you some of the special effects. It doesn't give you the cube, and it doesn't give you all the fancy stuff like that. Um, it does give you the um, I think it's called. Well, I won't, I won't make up names yet because I'm just learning it, but um, it does give you this plugin um, right off the bat, um, but uh, many of the features are, are kind of disabled just so that it's, uh, it's uh, more familiar to new users and then you can activate the more advanced uh, 3D stuff like the cube uh, if you like to. Phil's just asking about the, uh, the versions of KDE on the Kubuntu uh, desktop, so I'm just going to take a look at that. I personally am a, a GNOME user myself, so I'm just going to, uh, so I'm not familiar with much about uh, the Kubuntu project. questions, please MSN me or email me at tv at robbyf.com or if you'd like to call in your questions, you may call at With regards to your question about KDE, um, it looks like uh, version 4 is still in beta, from what I can see. Um, the version that's included with Kubuntu 7.10, which is the gutsy given, is uh, 3.5.7, which I would assume is, uh, is going to be the latest, um, what's considered stable version. However, um, there is a package available that if you would like to install KDE 4, um, that would be absolutely simple for you to do. So you can just drop that new package in and, and upgrade that just like you would with any um, with any software within Ubuntu or Kubuntu. So so no, it's not uh, it's not uh, version four just yet because of the uh, the beta nature of that. But um, 
it is available to you if you'd like to install it. We've got about 12 minutes left of the show. If you have any questions, please drop me a line, tv at robbief.com, or you can call me up at 705-739-1056. In just a moment, we're going to be jumping back to our Ubuntu Gutsy Given uh, system and taking a look at the Tremulous game, which is a very cool game. It uh, was voted number one at our last LAN party, and uh, it, uh, it was pretty neat because uh, usually we just do the deathmatch or capture the flag, things like that. Um, but it actually um, is a really good, um, uh, like it has a, a storyline to it, um, so you would have to, well, I'll, I'll kind of let you see, you want to try it, but how can I, let me pull up my review here. I've got a little website where we review some games and, and you know, when we try these new things we, we go over them and Phil lost his wireless connection just as I was answering his question, so. Sorry about that, Phil. You'll have to watch the video archive. I'll just answer his question on MSN here. Tremulous actually got 9 out of 10 stars, and we call it an objective-based game. Um, so the neat thing, and I'll, I'll forward you along the link at the forum at tv.robbief.com, but if you're into objective-based, um, exciting, fast-paced um, games, this is definitely something you want to try. You can be either an alien or a human. The aliens uh, are basically like jumbo-sized spiders, and when I, when I say spiders, they're, you know, monstrous. They yeah, they're frightening. Um, and then the humans, uh, you have to basically each, whether you're an alien or a human, you've got to build up your base. So, um, and then you've got to, at the same time, be trying to destroy the other's base as well. So this is another free game, which is unbelievable because it's absolutely astounding. Let's just take a quick look at that. I'm not actually going to play the game, just because it is so intensely fast-paced when you get a bunch of players in there, but just to show you kind of the graphical content and how things work. Um, and again, I'm not doing this to promote games, and I'm not, you know, and, and certainly I'm more into the deathmatch kind of thing and, and first-person shooters, but um, just to show you that Linux does have some excellent offerings in the gaming end of things. So, And this is... Um, graphically one of the it's just astounding now you'll see that I've, I've increased the brightness so you're not getting the shadows and things that you would normally get in the game and that's just so that you can see it on the webcast um, I didn't want it to be too uh, too dark so I'm just going to be a, a jumbo spider here and so as a spider I can move awfully fast and here's my lair and these are my alien kind of things that uh, help me to respawn when I die so the humans have to try to destroy my lair, and I have to do the same to them. Neat thing about being the spider, they've added a really nice twist to this game in that when you're the alien, you can do a lot, you, you basically get a whole new dimension to this three-dimensional game. 
by being able to climb on any wall, any any roof, if I want to go upside down. It totally it's totally confusing when you're first learning it, but it's absolutely amazing. I can sit here up in the roof and watch for somebody to come down below there because that's the floor right above me there. And then when I'm ready, I can just jump right down and just start attacking. So that's a very cool thing that they've added to the to the game. So I'm just kind of running around with no purpose here, but basically what we want to do as an alien is build up our alien base so that we can respawn if we get killed. And it's up to the humans to try to destroy that base. And vice versa, they have to create their base and we have to try to destroy that. So if you have um, a number of players, then you definitely, you know, this is going to be one of the better games because it is objective-based, so there's a lot to it. There's a lot of depth, and it's, it's, it's almost like a board game of, uh, uh, of video games. So, um, and Phil is just uh, tossing at me about enemy territory, enemy territory being amazing, and that's absolutely true. It's a phenomenal game, and it's listed on our, on our top three as well. Uh, it is in the number three position, um, only because we, um, we found that, um, I guess there, there weren't as many levels to that, and it just kind of, but I, I won't say that, because again, Enemy Territory is another one that's an objective-based Linux game. It's free of charge, and it's phenomenal. It's more like a World War II simulation, um, and you can actually, I, I'll post you the link for that as well, uh, to the review. That one got an 8 out of 10 on our uh, LAN party review, but uh, excellent. And we've also got videos for each of these games directly on our reviews. But back at Tremulous, so yeah, I have to agree with you um, about uh, about that. Um, Phil, what I'll do is I'll post the links to the reviews uh, on the forum just after the show at www.tv.robbyf.com. Uh, and that's just because I'm not sure that the uh, URL will forever remain the same. So rather than stating it in the, in the uh, video here, which is going to be constant, I'd rather just post the links so that I can change that link down the road if I need to, so that we don't have dead links in the video. So back at Tremulous, an objective-based objective game, and I'm getting tongue-tied, it's got phenomenal graphics, phenomenal gameplay, and it is very much like a board game in, in its gameplay. So when you've got a lot of guys over, a lot of people, uh, girls like to play games too, don't take offense, um, <laughs> uh, it's just awesome. It's like uh, we just have a lot of fun with that one as well. So, And that, you know, I just wanted to demonstrate that um, you know, Linux does have some great games, and uh, those are just a couple of them that I've gone over today. Definitely check out Enemy Territory as well, as Phil was saying. Um, we had so much fun with Enemy Territory. We got some, we got in touch with some people down in the States that had a fast server, and we all hooked up and started playing head-to-head, -head, and they were the good guys, and we were the bad guys, and, and it just was the most amazing fun that, uh, that you can have. And because it's objective-based, you're in World War II kind of simulation, um, you have to do things like uh, plant bombs on the uh, on the army tanks so that uh, so that the enemy can't use the tank, and then they have to come out and they've got to try to repair it with their ratchet set uh, if the bomb has gone off. And so it's a lot of fun because you know not only is it, uh, it it's not like a typical deathmatch, it's being objective based. There's so much more to it, and there's uh, a lot of depth to the game. So a lot of fun, and it sounds like uh, I'll. Phil, anytime you want a land party, my man, let's uh, let's hook up. <laughs> Tremulous. Uh, Phil's just saying that he can only play uh, Tremulous for a few minutes. It's it takes a while to get used to the gameplay and to understand the actual purpose of the game. And we actually thought 
after playing that, and I just played it one-on-one -on -one with my buddy Jeff, um, and we did have a lot of fun, but it was really hard with only two people that, you know, there's not enough, uh, there's not, you've got to have somebody building, and you've got to have somebody repairing, and you've got to have somebody attacking, and, and so there's got to be that, I would say, so based on that, you know, three on each team would be a good start. If you've got any less than that, any less than six players, it's going to be pretty hard to play tremulous. So, yeah, and he's just saying that he only played with a few people, so it seemed really weird. So, yeah, you can see my point how, because you're trying to destroy the enemy's base, and you're trying to build up your base, and you're trying to repair your base, you, you can't be all things at once. So, if you've only got a few people playing, it's it's really difficult to play that game. So, yeah, six people or more for Tremulous. Um, enemy Territory, you can play with two people and have a great time, but the nice thing about Enemy Territory is it's got fabulous servers. It's always really easy to pull in some people off the internet and uh, and play with them as well. So you can get you know an, an extra three players just like that, and there's no lag and there's and it's just phenomenal. And of course, Enemy Territory is another game that um, is uh, is cross uh, cross operating system compatible. So if you've got some friends who use Windows versus uh, you using Linux or vice versa, uh, you can play against each other as long as you're using the same version. Phil used to play Enemy Territory every Friday night. How long ago was that, my friend? That sounds awesome. We used to do uh, Unreal Tournament a long time ago. But Are there bots in Tremulous? I don't think so. Um, I've never seen any, but I've never tried any. I think that, yeah, I think that we would have probably found it if there were. I don't think there are. I might be wrong, but... Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left of the show. I'd love to take some questions. Uh, just give me a call, 705-739-1056. We're right at the 11th hour right now. Uh, or you can also MSN me or email at uh, tv at robbyf.com. Phil's just asking if I use TeamSpeak. Uh, we actually, Phil, you know what I did, and and I know like you know I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, we've got a, a 100 uh, 100 megabit uh, backbone to the internet. So I actually put together a 3U system um, that just was designated specifically for gaming, and this was a couple years ago, but it was awesome. And we did have TeamSpeak server installed. Uh, it was a Linux box, um, so it was uh, it was headless and. Uh, had TeamSpeak server, Ubuntu, uh, not Ubuntu, um, Unreal Tournament server, uh, with like, I, I must have downloaded like a thousand maps into that thing, and I created my own bot system for for Unreal Tournament, so they were very intelligent, realistic bots. So yeah, we've used TeamSpeak, uh, but because I like kind of the hangout kind of aspect to uh, playing games, uh, that's more what I'm in it for, because I'm not a gamer, um, I, I tend to like my, you know, to get together with people and set up the computers all in the same room, kind of thing. So we we often have not needed Teamspeak because we usually don't do it through the internet. We usually do it right on site. So any more questions? We've got uh, just about a minute for uh, the rest of the show. So just drop me a line, tv at robbyf.com. Yeah, Phil was just saying that he used to run something similar, but um, had to run it off of several connections. 
Pardon me, because uh, they had DSL connections, and yeah, that's that's certainly true. You know what? When we had this server set up on the 100 megabit backbone, which we use for the for the business, um, it was awesome. I mean, absolutely no lag. We had people logging in, like w people that we knew. It was a closed server, so we had people from Australia, people from uh, from the states. My sister-in-law was at that time living uh, out in British Columbia at school, so she'd log in, and then her parents, her dad was uh, r really into the games with us as well. And we'd all just land party, and we'd have like 12 or 15 people playing all at once. Absolutely no lag. It was awesome. You're mentioning, uh, Phil's just mentioning a game called, is, it, is that a game? BZ Flag? I've never heard of that. BZFlag.org is one that, uh, that Phil says is, is quite fun, that uh, has to do with the uh, army tanks kind of idea. I'm assuming it's like capture the flag, Phil. There. Oh, there's a few different types of games there. Cool. Well, that's something to check out as well. I'll put uh, put a link in the uh, in the forum just at Phil's recommendation. Um, so do visit our forum. It's www.tv.robbyf.com. Uh, Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. Uh, but I do appreciate everyone who's been here today, and uh, certainly if you're watching this after the fact in the video archive. Um, Category 5 is a program that we've developed in order to be able to provide you answers to your questions free of charge, so any technological questions. And if you're watching this after the fact, uh, you can actually just go into the forum right on the website, tv.robbyf.com, pardon me. And uh, if you post your questions in the forum that are specific to this particular episode, uh, you'll be able to get an answer that way. Uh, otherwise, tune in every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we'll be happy to, uh, I'll be happy to answer your questions that way. So thanks again for joining us tonight, and have a wonderful, wonderful night.